Welcome into the Bellhaven Basketball Radio Show. I'm Kenneth Nashid. Joining me as always today will be head women's basketball coach Steve Calder and head men's basketball coach Josh Brooks. Talk about uh, uh, we're going into the final week of the regular season for both teams. Talk about what they've got on deck this week. We'll talk about what happened last week for both programs. A couple of uh, great games on Saturday against Berea Senior Day for both programs. We'll recap those and get you ready for the conference tournaments which are coming up in just a couple of weeks. All that more coming up on the Bellhaven Basketball Radio Show in just a minute. Welcome back to the Bellhaven Basketball Radio Show. Kenneth Nash and sitting down with head women's basketball coach Steve Calder. Uh, coach, you're into the, the final couple of weeks here of the season. Uh, one regular season game left for you. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time this week. Yeah, glad to be here. Y'all uh, had a, a really, uh, really, it was a great game Saturday, especially yeah. from a neutrals perspective, but all around. Senior day, you're taking on Berea, who's the top team in the conference this season. Uh, I don't think they've lost a conference game yet this year. Um, you played them close at their place a few weeks ago. You get them at home, uh, and you do lose. You lost 67-61, uh, uh, but it was a really, really strong basketball game, and, and I want to get your thoughts on it because we were talking before uh, we went live about the game, and, and you felt like it was probably your best, uh, most complete game of the season. You're taking a team that was uh, ranked at one point last year is in and around that 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 national tournament conversation this year uh, and you playing within two possessions basically for the entirety of the game uh, that felt like a really strong uh, way to kind of close out your home regular season schedule uh, for the Blazers yeah I, I thought we played extremely well our defense was working we were very active uh, we had max effort is what we ex uh, expressed to them early in the game we had to have that heart that we've been missing uh, I just I thought I was proud of the girls and how they played. They finished the game. We gave up a few threes late. I think that hurt us. But all in all, uh, I was extremely happy with the, the effort. And I think that's what I preached to them post game. It was like, where has this been most yep. of the season? Because I, I know we're an extremely good basketball team, but I, I like the, the momentum that we're trying to create going into the, the tournament. I mean, the tournament's about just get there first and see what happens. Yep. And uh, that's kind of our goal right now. Yeah, it was impressive to me. We, I was sitting next to uh, Charlie Parker. We were running stats, and we were both commenting a couple times that the effort on defense was really, really good. That's obviously uh, a really, really sound team. They've got a couple of different ways they can beat you. They can shoot the ball. They also uh, obviously have some post players that are really, really dominant. Uh, but it felt like uh, your your players really were up for the challenge. Uh, you're there. Berea really wins. They average about 71 points a game, and they shut other teams down on offense. But y'all were able to uh, keep them kind of in check offensively. They never really had any huge runs. Uh, and then you were able to kind of match them really quarter for quarter in terms of offense. But defensively, it felt like the effort was really, really high. Uh, and it didn't matter who was on the floor. If you're starting five or somebody coming off the bench, they yeah. kept that same level of intensity, a lot of good switching, uh, a lot of good closeouts, and then boxing out on rebounds. It felt like that was where the effort really showed up. Yeah, we, we try to – they have five players who can score on the court at all time, and a yep. lot of schools don't have that. Um, so we had to have that high energy, high, high, high communication is what we really stressed. But uh, I thought they, we played really well. We took away what they do great, which is their uh, high-low. They go high and they kick it out to their big shooters. Uh, their big girl had a – she got in foul trouble early, so I think that helped us. Uh, we went straight at her. We knew we were going to do that offensively. So we were um, – we, we, our game plan was sound, and it ended up we just were a few possessions short once again. 
Yeah, I was speaking about uh, Lincaila James, who's probably the best post player in the conference. Yes, one of yes. uh, averaging 16 points a game, 12 rebounds. Uh, she was only able to play 17 minutes. She fouled out. She got. She picked up three fouls uh, within the first few minutes of the game, uh, and so it felt like you could see that that kind of game plan on your end coming to fruition and attacking the basket. Um, you've obviously got some really skilled offensive players in the post: Sire Burgess, Ebony Gaden, who can move and, and kind of get defenders in, in, in bad situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it felt like they were able to do that. Ebony. Gaten had another great game, 24 points, 7 rebounds. Uh, she had a pretty efficient shooting night, 7 of 18, and then 10 of 11 from the free throw line, which is really, really solid. Yeah. Uh, she felt like she was able to take advantage of some of those matchups down low. She's really impressive because she's strong and, and she's tall, uh, but she's quick and she can go e- uh, She can go to either hand. Uh, and it, it seemed like that was a, a really, really good weapon for y'all on Saturday. Yeah, she had a great game. Uh, we knew that their big was going to match up on her. So our goal in our high-low stuff was to get her away from the basket early and then look to drive on her as quick as we can. But, yes, Ebony is an extremely good player from the top of the key. She does make a few shots. Uh, she, she'll miss a lot of shots. Yeah. Uh, but when she takes you to the rim, she's spinning. She's finishing easy. Like, she she has an all-around game at the post. Also having uh, Zaire on the next to her rebounding the yep. basketball and having to – have someone guard her at a high level, it does create some matchup problems for most teams, but it allows us to spread them out in the post, which is crazy to say. Uh, we just want that high-low yeah. action yep. um, that, to create driving lanes for those players. Uh, I think the next evolution for us is the kickouts. We've got to get some more some more drives and kicks. Teams are starting to kind of cre- uh, crash the middle when our, our bigs are catching it. So our guards are starting to work really hard on the shooting. Uh, making sure we're ready to go when that ball's kicked out. But I thought we did a, a great job of the inside-out game on Saturday. Yeah, you did. And, and you're, you're talking about uh, Ebony and Zaire and what they can do. And, and for anybody that's watched your play, one thing that, that's also really impressive and helps, I'm sure, a lot is they both can shoot the mid-range pretty well mm-hmm. um, and, and even the long twos when they need to. And, and so there's times where you know, Zaire can kind of drift in, in towards the free-throw line or, or set up at the free-throw line. If they're crashing in on Ebony, you know, she's got an open shot. She's not afraid to take that. Ebony also can kind of – uh, kind of scoot towards the perimeter, let Zaire have some space, and she gets it. She's not afraid to take that long two, and and obviously she draws a lot of fouls when she uh, oh, yeah. when she heads to the rim as well. Um, uh, it's interesting you uh, you shot the more volume threes. Uh, I feel like on Saturday you shot at a higher volume. You don't take tons as a team. I think you took 13 uh, on on Saturday. And you, you were talking about the inside-out game, and that's where I wanted to go with it, was you could see that, that the idea was there. Um, you know, obviously you want to probably hit a higher percentage of those, but there's a recognition of, hey, you know, this team is, is going to set up. They're going to try to crash the middle here, kick out, and you've got some open looks, and, and uh, you know, you've got to be confident those are going to start to drop. You you've got some good shooters. <laughs> <laughs> you've got good shooters. Ashanti Lipscomb obviously is a good shooter. Uh, Alasia Gamble is a great shooter as well off mm-hmm. the bench. Uh, but it, it, is it encouraging to see that there's some recognition on the floor of, you know, okay, here we've got an open look in the corner. We've got an open look at the top of the key kind of stuff. The key is the open looks. Yeah. We, I don't want our guards to get uh, – we, we talked about it at halftime. Is because they're not getting as many touches, they're not getting as many looks, that they want to force a look just because they think they're open. We, yeah. we did that really well in the second half, I thought. Uh, we took some quick shots in the first half just because we catch it and we were, thought we were open when we really weren't. Uh, but they're getting better at it. We have to have that going into the tournament. I mean, that is – everybody knows that we, we throw the ball inside, we run the three out, two in. They know that. They've scouted us. They're going to key in on those two bigs. We have to make some jump shots. Uh, 
I know Brooklyn Saxon had a, a big three earlier in the game, and I know Ashanti had some late in the game. We just got to find them a little bit earlier so it opens up everything else for the outside or for the inside. Uh, I want to take a look at this upcoming weekend. You've got one game left on your schedule. Obviously, you're supposed to play Agnes Scott on Friday and then Wesleyan on Saturday. Wesleyan, uh, unfortunately, had to cancel the remainder yeah, of their season. Um, they had some players that, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're hoping uh, can get healthy that, that had an incident off campus and everything but seems to be okay, but they weren't able to finish out the year. So you've got Agnes Scott Friday. That's the final game of the regular season for you all. You're going to Decatur uh, to take on the Scotties. Uh, that's a game that you, that you won pretty uh, heavily here at home, 94-40. That was um, really one of your all-around better performance, mm -hmm. especially offensively. Um, but obviously, Agnes Scott has, has been a pretty dangerous team in the second half of the season. They picked up a couple of wins, beat Wesley and beat Covenant. Uh, what are you looking for on, on Friday? Obviously, uh, you, it's the last game of the regular season. Your attention probably is, is starting to head a little bit more towards the conference tournament. But you want to finish uh, the regular season with a big win in Georgia against uh, Agnes Scott. Oh, for sure. They're a completely different team than they were in January. Yeah. Uh, they, they've gotten better. They, they're their coach is now a, a, a lot more ingrained in the program. He yes. was three days in, I think, when we called yeah. him in January. Uh, so he's now gotten his, a stamp, his stamp on the game. Uh, they're running a really good zone, zone defense. They're making teams shoot outside. Uh, but we'll we'll continue to do what we're doing basketball-wise and, and try to get it where we want to get it and score and make a bunch of layups uh, and get some outside shots. But we're trying to create momentum. Despite losing on Saturday, I truly believe that we've created a little bit momentum going into the conference tournament. And we don't we don't even know who we play yet. Yeah. Uh, win or lose on on Friday, uh, we still don't know who we play, Maryville or Piedmont. So uh, we're we're just excited about the opportunity that we believe we're going to get. But uh, Friday is a huge game for us. One, it's our last regular season game, and we wanted to uh, get that momentum. Yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in, in hearing as we kind of wrap up about how you kind of prep at this point in the season for a conference tournament. You know you're in. Uh, you don't know how the seeding is going to play out. You really won't know until the end of this weekend, and then you got to turn around on Tuesday, and, and you're going to have to go play uh, one of these teams uh, near the top of the conference. How do you, as a coach, do you just wait until the last second and go, okay, we know who we're playing. we got we got a couple of days to kind of you know uh, crash plan for this team, or, or are you looking going, okay, we're probably going to play Par uh, Maryville or Piedmont. You know, this is kind of let's let's scheme up a little bit for this. Let's scheme up a little bit for this. How do you approach that? Because it's it's difficult. You basically have two days where you know who you're playing, and you not only do you have to plan for the game, you got to plan how you're going to get there. You got to plan yeah. travel, all that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> just finding. We, we know we're traveling. So yeah. The buses are ready uh, to pull out when they need to pull out. It's just finding finding out where we're going. We'll prepare for ourselves. Um, we'll, we'll try to get what what we do early in the week is get ready. Just work on our game to yeah. begin with. And then we'll dive into whomever we play uh, pretty late on Monday before we leave or Sunday night when we practice. But uh, we know we know the opponents and we know what we have to do. It's whether or not we can execute that at a high level. Yeah, absolutely. The Blazers are back in action on Fridays. They head to Georgia to take on Agnes Scott, a regular season finale. And they'll find out shortly after that where they're headed in the first round of the CCS Women's Basketball Championship Tournament. Uh, probably going to Tennessee uh, or they're going back to Georgia. You could be in Georgia and then turn around and go right back yeah, to Georgia. It's, it's looking like Maryville, <laughs> but uh, if they just do what they're supposed to do, I think that's who we'll end up playing. And uh, we're just excited about the opportunity. I know we split with them this year. Yep. So it's a game that we're going in with, with some – I guess a good feeling. Absolutely. Both games were close. Last year we played them three times and 
uh, was a close one here in the playoffs, so we're excited about that opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, a big couple of games coming up for the Blazers. Make sure to catch those. Uh, they'll be uh, available live streamed as well. You can find the links on the Bellhaven Athletics website. Uh, but, Coach, good luck this weekend and looking forward to see what you do in the tournament. Appreciate it. Thank you. We'll step aside for just a second. When we come back, we'll talk to head men's basketball coach Josh Brooks about their big win on Saturday and what they've got on deck this week and heading into the conference tournament. We'll be right back here on the Blazer Sports Network. Welcome back to the Bellhaven Basketball Radio Show. We sit down with head men's basketball coach Josh Brooks. Uh, coach, coming off of a, a really big win on Saturday, you had a one-in-one -one week. We'll talk about uh, the midweek game against University of Dallas, but uh, I want to spend a lot of time on this Berea game. One-in-one uh, -one week, but a really big conference win on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. It uh, sealed up second place for us, uh, which was huge. Obviously, we our goal was to, to win the regular season championship, uh, but missed that by a game or two. But uh, – a uh, huge advantage, uh, number one, to be able to play at home for the first round, but uh, also to have the – to give yourself the best possible road to move forward into the semifinals. So, big win. Absolutely. Let's jump back to uh, the midweek game against University of Dallas. Close loss against them. Uh, a bit of a controversial yeah. ending I was yeah. watching. Uh, I gave uh, coach, uh, assistant coach John Works, I gave him my thoughts right after the game, what yeah. I thought uh, the call on the floor should have been. But taking on a good University of Dallas team, plays in a good conference in the SCAC. Yeah. Um, you talked about it was going to be a tough game. Yep. Uh, you wanted to kind of test yourself against, uh, against a different style of team. You, yep. They play a different kind of game than a lot of the teams you faced in the CCS have. Uh, you, you have a good performance. You had the lead at one point, kind of lost it, had to claw your way back into it. Uh, what was, was there any takeaways you had from that game? Uh, probably was good to also just get, get guys on the floor again and, and let them continue to work uh, as you hit the rest of the uh, end of the regular season. Yeah, like we talked before uh, that game, it was just, you know, really good to have a game and not have a whole week of practice this time of year it's it's real difficult guys just uh, are tired of practices you know we're, we're on like practice number 70 yeah so i mean <laughs> it's uh it's up there in our practices and so we need to uh play games and so yeah you know and they're a very good team they're middle of the pack uh in the SCAC, but uh they have two wins against the, the most comparable team to us in that conference is St. Thomas, and they're ranked ranked in the South Region and yep. and have been ranked nationally. and And Dallas was able to beat them both times, mm -hmm. uh, so we knew going in that it was going to be a, a team that that we didn't match up great with, but it would uh, help us to get better. You know, they played us two three zone the entire game, which we haven't played uh, against a, a whole lot of that in conference. And I thought we handled it really well. We we actually shot a really high percentage overall. Didn't 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 hit the threes. Didn't really take them. You know, mm -hmm. they they were in that zone to keep us from getting inside game. But I, you know, I was real proud of our guys for having the patience to still get it into our inside players and 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 put pressure on them around the basket. Uh, but we just ran into a buzzsaw with them hitting twelve threes. Yeah, uh, they got hot there. We we had a good solid lead, seven or eight points, and they hit. They had about uh, four or five straight threes. Uh, and, uh, I mean, several of them had a hand in their face. You know, they mm -hmm. just got hot. And uh, and we clawed back and, and took the lead but just weren't able to hold it. So, um, it, it was a tough game. I, I thought uh, there definitely was a couple of late controversial <laughs> calls uh, that uh, didn't go our way. But, you know, that's part of playing on the road. And, and I think our guys, you know, going into it, you never want to lose. But, but if you can lose a game this late in the season that doesn't count in yeah. the conference or anything, it – it has the ability to just motivate you and show your weaknesses without uh, punishing you, know, you, without giving you too much damage to to your goals. And so, I think our guys realize, you know, we got out rebounded pretty 
pretty bad in that Dallas game, which hadn't happened to us much. So just learning to, to block out better and, um, uh, and, and to do a little better job in our transition D and defend the three-point line, I think should be good uh, motivation and fuel uh, to finish this season well. Yeah, it was it was an interesting box score. Dallas shot just 37% from the field, but they shot 48% from three yeah. on 25 attempts. Yep. Uh, you actually outshot them overall, and then neither team shot free throws particularly well in yep. that game. I am interested, without getting too much into the weeds of the, the last couple of possessions, as a coach, when you you walk out of the gym, you got to get back on the bus, you got to drive back here, uh, and obviously you've got big games left on your schedule in yep. conference. How how does how do you as a coach and you as a team kind of handle that situation where maybe you felt like you were on the wrong side of those calls? Uh, you lose a game. All these guys are competitors, even though it was a non-conference game. They want to yeah, win every time no they hit the floor. How do you all reset and kind of look at it, put it in perspective, and go, okay, let's move forward? Just interested how you handle that as a coach. Yeah, well, the biggest thing was right after the game. I'm looking at the stat sheet and seeing how many offensive rebounds they had, mm-hmm. uh, and then all we we talked throughout the game. We gave up some transition baskets where we didn't. Uh, execute our transition defense rules and and so just right off the bat going in there saying hey look we, you know we we shouldn't have lost this game uh, we're the better team uh, and none of us are happy about it but uh, what we want to do right now is say all right those two things transition defense and not giving up offensive rebounds you know let's use this anger and frustration uh, that we're feeling right now to motivate us for the next few practices to say, hey, we're going to get better at those two areas. We're going to make sure that we're getting back on D. We're going to make sure that we're finding a man to box out. Uh, and and like I said, you know, we're going to play a game uh, in two days against Huntington where boxing out and getting back is the key to winning. If we do those two things, we will win the game. And so, uh, if it, you know, just saying to the guys, you know, if this loss can motivate us uh, to improve in those areas, then, you know, then it will have accomplished its purpose. None of us wanted to lose, but if we can uh, use the loss to motivate us, then – and that's what was the message, you know, immediately in the locker room was, hey, uh, none of us are happy, but let's let's use this as fuel to the fire to make sure that we're ready for these last few uh, two weeks of conference play. Gotcha. Uh, I'm interested Saturday, you, you bounce back in a big way. You're taking yep. on Berea. It's a big game, obviously, uh, depending on what happened around the conference. Yep. Chance to lock up that two seed. There, there's a lot around it. You add senior day into the mix, yep. and, and yep. there's just a lot of uh, emotions and energy in that crowd, and, and I'm sure on your bench. Uh, but you got a really, really solid win, and, and yep. uh, you won your fourth conference game in a row. Your third, uh, three of those four have been by double digits. Yep. You've dominated uh, recently in conference play. Uh, it feels like there's a tick up. That, that a lot of your guys are having. Uh, offensively, you've been really, yep. really good. Yep. You're averaging 86 points a game over that four-game conference stretch. Uh, do you feel like things are starting to click a little bit more? It feels like that offense is really starting to balance itself out. A lot of guys are getting shots and getting yep. involved, and, and you open the box score any given game, and you know the top two leading scorers from one day yep. aren't the top two leading yep. scorers the next day, and, and it feels like that really starting to click offensively. Yeah, I do feel like uh, you know we're, we're doing a lot better on the offensive end of sharing the ball or our assist uh, numbers are going way up. Uh, just sharing the ball really well. Our transition game has gotten better. Our half court uh, shot selection has gotten better. Uh, just been been a lot better on the offensive end. And 
you know, just showing some determination and, and showing, uh, you know, what we're capable of uh, over the long haul. You know, we've, we had that stretch of five road games in a row that we just – I know I felt beat down, yeah. you know, just from being on a bus all the time and not, not being in a yeah. regular routine. And, and I know that – I think that was a, definitely a difficult thing. And so getting to get back at home and, and having a little bit of rest, I think, has really helped our team. Uh, big win. Uh, you, tra- you talked about transition. Uh, it feels like in the home games, at least, the ones that I've been kind of sitting right there watching yeah. right next to you, uh, it feels like the transition offense has really started to pick up its yeah. tempo a little bit. Y'all are, especially early in games, yeah. running the floor a yeah. lot. Yep. We saw it against Covenant uh, in that win where y- you basically scored the first 12 points of the game by forcing missed shots, getting the rebound, yep. and you were up the floor before Covenant could set up. Yep. Uh, you did it again against Berea. They got that opening bucket, and then you went on a 15-2 to two run. Yeah. Um, um, that tempo, is that just a, a natural kind of uh, guys are getting a feel for each other and know where each other's going to be? Or is that a, a kind of a concerted effort to play faster early in games and, and run the floor a little bit more? No, it's been a, it's been something we've been focusing on in practice for the last couple of weeks. Uh, just in, in practice, we talk about four seconds. We want we want to be down the floor in four seconds The from the first two guys down, you know, and except for the five man are getting to those corners and we want to be in those corners in four seconds and so we've really worked on it we've, we put four seconds on the clock in, pr- in practice and and every time there's a transition coach works starts the clock and and if they're not there then we're stopping it and talking about it and, and potentially running you know mm-hmm. basically saying look if you don't want to run in transition we can r- get on the line and run suicide so yep. uh but we're we're working on it uh, it's a, been a concerted effort and and to your point you know we've done it really well early we haven't maintained it okay and and so wanting to to continue to push the pace as the game progresses when the other team makes a little bit of a run we need to continue to to push that pace and uh, so that's that's something we need to continue to improve on 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 pushing the pace from from start to finish. Obviously, get, uh, time and score situations uh, will factor into it in, in closer to the second half. But we want to continue to be we're best when we're running, uh, and everyone is. You know, the analytics of basketball are that the the highest percentage shots are taken in the first ten seconds of the shot clock. Yeah. You know, it, it, the people do studies on it. It's 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 proven. The less you have to play five on five against a set defense, the better off you're going to be in terms of field goal percentage. And so we're trying to do that. Uh, and hopefully uh, if you're watching our games, you're going to continue to see that. Uh, against Berea, you had five different scores and double figures. Two of those guys came off the bench, which is really impressive. We've talked a lot about Jacob Reese. Yep. He had 16 points, 13 rebounds against Berea. He had 21 points, 10 rebounds off the bench against Dallas, 13 double-doubles. Yep. Uh, every week I sit down and I'm, I, I think I say I'm running out of things to say yep. about him. Yeah. I'm interested just from a standpoint, we've talked about, you know, him coming off the bench, but the impact that he has off the bench to have a guy that you can turn to, whether things are going great or things aren't going great, say, hey, Jacob, I need you to lock down the paint. I need you to pull down rebounds. And you know he's going to go out there and do it. Having that ability to turn to him off the bench whenever you need to, uh, that's got to be really, really nice as a coach to, to, to have that consistency. And that's something you've talked about a lot. Yeah, it really is. Uh, it's great having uh, guys. Everybody talks about the, the importance of a sixth man and, uh, you know, what we're able to bring off the bench with him, uh, Neil, uh, and uh, Mario Hersey, Jamario Hersey. Yep. You know, the, all three of them bring a similar thing. They all three bring an uptick in energy. Uh, they all bring some athleticism. Uh, Neil, of course, uh, set the career mark on yep. block shots, I'm sure. Uh, we want to make sure we mention that. But uh, just being able to bring guys off the bench that uh, not only can perform well but bring an extra level of energy, as we just talked about, the 
the the early uh, energy that you have when the game starts. There's always that kind of it that kind of falters. You know, maybe the eight eight minutes in kind of deal, six minutes in, and being able to bring some guys off the bench that we know is going to pull pick up that energy again is uh, is huge. And and obviously we've talked about before that the great thing about Jacob is he's consistent. You know, yep. you mentioned thirteen double doubles. I mean, he's He's doing it every time he goes out there. He's getting close to a double-double, and, and so that's uh, that's huge as a coach when you have players who are consistent. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, Jacob Reese, 13 double-doubles in 21 games, only two starts. And I was looking at this on Saturday. He also had three more games where he's missed a double-double by one point or one rebound, yeah, which yeah. is – I mean, that's an incredible rate. You brought up Neil Terry, and I'm glad you did. I wanted to talk about him. Uh, obviously, he had four blocks. He set the program's all-time blocks record, 111 blocks, 50 career games with, I believe, four career starts. That's all off the yep. bench. Yep. Uh, his blocks per game is, is obviously over two. His blocks per, you know, 30 minutes or 30 Six or however you want to break it down is like at an incredible rate yeah, uh, because yeah. he doesn't play but maybe 20 minutes a game and, yep, and he's yep. putting up those numbers Saturday he had a really good game and I thought it was I thought it was a really good encapsulation of what he can be he's just a sophomore he's yep, got a lot of yep. development to go 10 points in 10 minutes with four block shots and two rebounds four of four from the field two of two from the line yep. uh it it felt like he obviously was blocking shots he blocked two jump shots yep, he just yep. getting to the perimeter uh but offensively Feels like he's really starting to get confident. Yep. It feels like he's leaning on this fact that hey, I'm six foot seven with mm -hmm. a really long wingspan. Yep. Let me go get this offensive rebound yep. and then just go up with it. They're yep. either going to foul me or I'm going to be able to dunk it. And it really, we saw that on Saturday, blocking shots and then getting easy buckets down low, fighting through some some contact and, and really starting to be, be a little bit more confident on that offensive end. Felt like an encapsulation of what he can be uh, over the next couple of years in this program. Oh, no doubt. You know, he's so athletic. He's got an unbelievable vertical to go along with the the length, um, and he just, like I said, plays with so much energy. Uh, he's just constantly moving. In fact, he probably needs to start drinking a little decaf because uh, <laughs> his, his energy, sometimes he's just moving too fast for his own good in yeah. terms of, uh, especially on offense, you know, just try, just kind of slow down and, and see what's open and see what's there. But, man, he, he brings so much, and the, the more experience he gets, the better. And, and, and we're blessed, you know. You know, we have four really good post players and you know we've got a couple more. Kayla Rawls and, and Owen Davis are really good too. That don't yeah. don't get the opportunity, but uh, just having uh, and, and you see that. I mean, none of all of them are putting up solid numbers mm -hmm. and getting you know twenty to twenty four minutes per game maximum because they're all so good and they all you know getting some opportunities in there. And so uh, you know we're just really blessed with those big guys. But Neil is is. Uh, you know, he's special for sure on the defensive end. Yeah, he is. I, I've, I've told Coach Works this a couple of times. I've told a couple of people outside the program. Uh, he's one of the most natural shot blockers yep. I've ever seen. Part of it's just his, his physical build. Obviously, he's six foot seven. His wingspan, I don't know what it is, yep. but it, it's, it's, it's probably longer than six foot seven. No doubt. Uh, so he doesn't have to jump into you to block shots. He yep. can let you fade away. Yep. He can still reach it. Um, but he also just has great anticipation of, yep. of where the ball is going to be. And offensively, you know, one thing that I've, I've, I've seen in, over the past couple of games, is when he gets the ball down low, he did a lot of turning away from the basket to try to get some separation and get a shot up. And now it's a lot more of I'm going to get it and go Just right aggressive. back up with it. Yep. Um, and, and, and if he gets fouled and he starts hitting those free throws, yep. uh, then it becomes a real problem yep. for teams down low. Let's take a quick look at what's ahead. Wednesday you've got Huntington here yep. at home. Um, that was one of these four conference wins you've gotten in a row, but it was the closest game you've played. It was yep. a seven-point win in Alabama. Uh, it was a game that, that you probably described as, as not a great game from y'all. You, you yep. kind of really turn it on right at the end to, yep. to come back and win that game. 
It's a big one. Obviously, you're locked into the second seed, so there's yep. no conference implications. Yep. But there is some kind of confidence implications. Yeah, sure. You want to end the season at home with a win and with yep. that momentum. Uh, how do you how do you get the guys? I get. I mean, they're competitive. We know that. But how do you get the guys locked in, focused, knowing that hey, technically, you know, win or lose, it doesn't really yeah. affect us uh, in the standings. It's not going to yeah. imp- impact whether we're hosting or who we're playing. Um, but obviously you want to end the year with a win and, and you want to win five straight in conference yep. and, and win a few at home uh, before yep. you host a first-round tournament game next week. Yeah, you know, we're just trying to continue to talk about building a, a, a legacy and continuing to, to get our program to the point where we're taking steps in the right direction. Yep. So it's not even just about, um, you know, wins or, or losses. It's about, man, we want to be a team that goes out and plays extremely hard and plays with a lot of pride a lot of energy uh, on both both sides of the ball every time we go out. And so we're, we're really trying to talk about more, uh, you know, not about the implications, but about, hey, this is – we're trying to create a, 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 a foundation for what this program is about. And we don't want to take any steps back in that. We've, we've come such a long way uh, from where, the, you know, the program was two years ago to where we are now, and we don't want to take any steps backwards. And so that that's the message is – let's continue to move forward let's continue to be uh, and we tell our guys uh, you know that you become a champion before you win a championship mm-hmm. that you, the way that you approach games the way that you approach practice the way you do things uh, on and off the court you become you act like a champion before you actually win that championship and so that that's the message to our guys is let, let's be champions and and then hopefully uh, in about two weeks we're hoisting hoisting a championship trophy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to finish up. You've got the conference tournament coming up next week, starting next week. Uh, you'll host a playoff game uh, Tuesday, uh, and it's, you're in an interesting situation. We're talking to Coach Steve Calder. He doesn't know who they're going to play yeah. yet. He's got a couple of different options. You do know who you're going to play right. next Tuesday. That's pretty locked in. You're going to play Covenant, yep. uh, who obviously has not had a great season. Yep. They don't have a conference win yet. Uh, but I know it's a team that you, know, you go back to a year ago, and they're a really, really dangerous team. Uh, how do you prep knowing your opponent this far out? You've got a game in between how do you get ready is it hey all eyes are on Huntington until Wednesday once we get done with that game then we've got you know four or five days to prepare or are you already looking at okay let's go ahead and make sure we're ready for Covenant uh coming in here on Tuesday uh the 20th no we're all eyes on Huntington uh we won't even start looking at Covenant until Friday probably we'll take Thursday off Mm -hmm. um but yeah you know Covenant is a team that that is uh so they've had some injuries, and they've had to go with a lot of freshmen. And, yeah. And those freshmen are improving with every game. And so, that you know, it's going to be a challenge. You know, you come into a game where you won by 30 points uh, in a game, in a conference game, and now you have to play in first round. And it's always kind of a trap game with your guys. You know, if, if you don't bring that same level of energy, then you could be in trouble. And, and a team like Covenant, all they need is a little confidence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it happened to us last year. You know, we beat uh, Huntington by about 30 at Huntington, and then we played them first round, and it was a dogfight. Yeah, it was. And yep. we were lucky to get out of there with a win. And so hopefully that experience will, with some of these returners, will say, hey, we better be ready. Absolutely. We're taking on Huntington uh, Wednesday here in Rugg Arena, 5.30 p.m. tip-off. We'll have that game on the Blazers Sports Network. Uh, Coach, good luck this week, and then obviously uh, good luck in the tournament. We're excited to host a game. It's a great atmosphere yep. when you can host that first-round tournament game. Uh, and I know you ha- all you, you kind of made a deep run that surprised a lot of people last year. I know you, uh, it won't surprise anybody this year, yep, and, and, right. and you want to you wanna hoist that trophy like you said. You, you want to be on top of the CCS, and, and we're looking forward to seeing that. Uh, thank you for your time today, and uh, 
uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Thanks, Kevin. We heard from head women's basketball coach Steve Calder, head men's basketball coach Josh Brooks about the past couple of games for both programs, what's ahead, and getting ready for tournament time. We'll be back next week to talk to both coaches and, and get ready for the conference tournament into the regular season uh, this week, and we'll talk to them about how the regular season wrapped up and what we can expect in the tournament. Big thanks to Charlie Parker and Spencer Wright for helping to produce this uh, show, this radio show, and we'll be back next week. You've been listening to the Bellhaven Basketball Radio Show on the Blazers Sports Network.